Welcome to Kiss and Tel Aviv, where we put the love in Tel Aviv. I'm your host, Margot, and this is Tel Aviv's first and only dating, sex, and relationships podcast. Welcome back to another episode. I am so happy that you are joining us today. Today's episode is going to be just a bit of life advice, Aliyah advice, Tel Aviv life advice, all of the above. It's applicable to pretty much any situation, but I recently celebrated my 34th birthday on September 16th, and I had originally intended to make this a video, but there was so much more that I wanted to expand on in these 34 pieces of advice. Um, So I promised to make this digestible and easy to listen to. So before we get into it, I just want to give a special shout out to a very awesome podcast that I really want you guys to check out. I want to introduce you guys to an epic podcast called Homeland, 10 stories, one Israel. In fact, a few episodes back, I shared a full length episode of this podcast here on the Kiss and Tel Aviv feed. So you can go back and check that out. But I'm really excited to share this with you now. And it is an absolutely epic story. So picture this, Israel. 2022 it's a crowded bus it breaks down on the side of the desert highway on a dark desert highway (laughs) who's sitting next to you what secrets will they reveal well in the newest podcast from unpacked called homeland 10 stories one israel you'll be on the edge of your seat guys because each and every passenger story begins to unfold you're going to meet the russian immigrant who escaped the soviet union and the jerusalem native whose family traces back over 400 years Each week during the podcast, you get to meet new characters whose stories will take you for a ride. So if you're listening to this podcast, you just made Aliyah or you're thinking about making Aliyah or you love Israel, then get on the bus, grab a window seat and settle in for Homeland 10 Stories, One Israel, wherever you get your podcasts. It's absolutely awesome. Highly recommend you check it out. This episode, the first one that I listened to, the very first one in the whole podcast series actually brought me to tears. So I'm really excited for you guys to check it out. It's the story of immigrants to Israel and native Israelis just like you and I. So go check out Homeland, 10 stories, one Israel today. Now let's get right on in to today's episode. So as I mentioned, I just celebrated my 34th birthday. And to be honest with you guys, I feel like I get younger with each year. I'm in my Benjamin Button era and I'm just so grateful to be at this age, to have reached this age, getting to live another year, another day, another second, another minute is an absolute gift and a privilege. And it's something that a lot of people don't get. And I feel as though a lot of people get super anxious or sad around their birthdays at the concept of getting older. But I say, fuck all that shit. I don't know. I don't really buy into the I'm so old shit. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit more. But I have lived in Israel for the past 10 years and I made Aliyah when I was 24 and there was a lot of stuff I didn't know back then and there's a lot of stuff I still don't fucking know and that I'll never know. That's the journey of life. However, I want to share 34 things in honor of my 34th revolution around the sun with you guys, whether you're, like I said, 
just made Aliyah or you are just a human being living on this planet, um, this, this advice is directly from my heart to your ears. So please enjoy. Number one. Also, before we get started, this is in absolutely no particular order. I quite literally just brain dumped all of these things and there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, it's good advice, but just we're just going after it. okay? because fuck it. First piece of advice, number one, and this is especially important if you just moved to Israel and in life in general, but oh my goodness, number one, you do not have to attend every wedding you are invited to. Israeli weddings are absolutely incredible experiences. They're wonderful. They're awesome. But if you're new to this country, you have to understand that you're probably going to get invited to a lot of weddings, especially if you are in the age range where a lot of your friends are starting to get married. Your coworkers are going to invite you to their weddings. People that you maybe have only known a little while once you met after you made Aliyah will invite you to their weddings. It happens a lot and it feels really amazing to be included in these events. And I'm not saying that you aren't special by getting an invite, but Israeli weddings are huge in many cases. They're massive. They're inviting hundreds and hundreds of people. Sometimes their entire team from work will get invited just to avoid any awkwardness. You do not have to attend. You do not have to say yes. When I first made Aliyah, I said yes to every single wedding that I was invited to. And a lot of those were former coworkers. I can promise you right now that you will probably not be in touch with that person once they walk down the aisle. And if you leave that job or, or lives change, everything, you don't need to go to that wedding. Save yourself the 400 shekel gift. That's right. In Israel, cash is the gift. There's that's just how it works here. Save yourself 400 shekel, politely decline. You do not have to attend every wedding that you are invited to, especially if it's just a random coworker. I I get this like secret arousal of saying no to going to weddings of people. I made a promise to myself, no more random coworker weddings. Number two, just because you don't speak Hebrew perfectly, that is not an excuse not to speak it at all. I've talked about this in, I think it was the How to Make Friends in Israel episode. If you follow me on Instagram and TikTok, then you've heard me say this. Do not let the fact that your Hebrew is not perfect hold you back. Israelis themselves don't even have perfect Hebrew. This language is chaotic. And if you wait until you speak it perfectly to speak it, you're never going to speak it at all. It's going to keep you completely disconnected from the culture and the experiences that are waiting for you here. Okay, so stop worrying about that and just do it. Also, it's disrespectful to move to a foreign country and not at least fucking try to speak the native language of the country that you have immigrated to. Okay, stop. Number three, speaking of speaking Hebrew, speaking of speaking, you might always have an accent when you speak Hebrew and that's okay. Another reason not to not speak it. I realize while I do have a good Hebrew accent, there are days when I sound like a damn 
lunatic. I'm like, shalom, I need Margo, I need me to Barry Vreet, I need me Denver, Colorado, Vanny Amerikite. I swear, I sound like a country bumpkin that is just such a fool. But fuck it. Nobody cares. The whole point of language and communication is just that, communication. Nine times out of ten, unless you completely say something that's like way out of whack, people will understand what you're trying to say. Bonus, don't let the fact that Israelis switch to English also deter you from speaking. They just love speaking English and they love to show off their English. Oh, we can switch to English if you want. Every time that happens, I just keep going in Hebrew. And eventually they give up. So take it from me. Number four, do your damn research on a company before you interview at that company. I talked about this in the how to get a job in Israel. So if you want more details on that, go listen to that episode. But by golly, you better. There I go again with the country bumpkin. By golly, you better do your damn research. Okay. Don't think you can just walk in there and be like, I saw that you guys posted a job online and I want to apply for it. So what do you guys do here? No, it's not cute. Get your shit together. Number five. Do not, under any circumstances, take your valuables with you. If you go to the beach for a night swim, you will get them stolen. I don't need to elaborate any further on that point. Number six. (laughs) If you're a loyal Kiss and Tel Aviv listener, first of all, thank you. Second of all, you've heard me say this one before. A joint on his roof is not a date. That is not a date. That is not a date. Do not get it twisted, okay? If you need to sort of navigate the situation, if a guy you liked has just tried to pull the, hey, listen, I'm very tired. I know we were supposed to go on a date today, but how uh, about uh, come to my house? We order uh, some waltz and uh, have a joint on my roof. Uh, no. He's lazy. If he's lazy in his courtship, he's probably lazy in the bedroom too, okay? So you just tell him, hey, that sounds like it could be nice, but I'd rather you take me out on a proper date first. And if that makes him run, bitch, let him. Let him go run a motherfucking marathon. Let him run away from you. Because if that deters him from spending time with you, then you just... Congratulations, you just weeded out a fuckboy. Okay, let him, let him leave. If it's fragile, let it break. Number seven, always haggle. Always haggle. Don't accept the first price. Just, hey, haggle. What have you got to lose? Especially if you're American. I know that a lot of times we're sort of weird when it comes to money and haggling and this and that. Just haggle, especially at the shuk. Like, don't accept the first price. Number eight, It is important to realize, I've talked about this in the How to Make Friends episode, that sometimes when you live in this country, it can feel like a revolving door of friends. If you're in Ola or Ole Hadasha or Hadash. See, there goes my accent again. I don't give a fuck. Hadasha. A lot of times people are going to 
live in Israel, make Aliyah, but not stay forever. Mo- in my experience, most people won't. Most people won't. And that's kind of a truth bomb. You might not. You might not. You might not decide to stay here and live here forever. It ain't for everyone. Uh, and a lot of people realize that. Or they have opportunities. They want to move back. to. They want to be closer to their family. They get in a relationship. Their job relocates. Whatever it is. Okay? It's not a bad thing if you decide to move back to a different country. Just know that sometimes when you make friends with people, it can be really difficult. Because I have seen my best friends move to different countries. Some of them have come back, thank God, and others have not. People come and go often, and it's hard. There's no other way to put it. Number nine, I said this before, living here is not for everyone, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I know that a lot of people especially if you grow up in North America or parts of Europe and you go to Jewish school, there's so much romanticization. Did I say that right? Of, see, I don't even fucking care about my English accent. Fucking romanticization? Romanticization? There's a lot of that romanticizing of making Aliyah and moving to Israel. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can also set up some unrealistic expectations because when your Hebrew school teacher tells you about Eretz Yisrael or in her case probably Eretz Yisrael um, (laughs) that doesn't include the bureaucracy the hot weather the pain in the ass Israelis that you're going to have to deal with the loneliness the fact that your heart is going to be in two places at once Um, and so Sometimes I think people can feel like if they don't like it here, if they don't make it here, that that there's some some kind of failure as maybe even as like a Jew or as an Israeli. That is not true. I uh, was relocated to New York City for two years with a job that I previously worked at. This was at the end of 2015 and I, I lived there until the end of 2017. Yeah, I was there for two years. And I felt like, I have to make it work in New York because if I don't, there's something wrong with me. And you know what? Fuck that shit. I I hated living there. I thought it was a goddamn dumpster fire. I hated every second of it. I was fucking miserable. I hated living in New York City. If you don't like it here, you don't have to stay. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with me for like not liking New York. And there's nothing wrong with you for not staying in Israel forever. Number 10, be aware of guys in Tel Aviv who co-own bars with 12 of their friends. He's not an entrepreneur. He's not a business owner. He's not a restaurateur. He's a fuckboy who put a couple thousand shekels investment into some shitty bar so that he could work and, and, and drink and mix business with pleasure all the time. I, I promise you, you need to be aware of these guys. You'll thank me later. As someone who spent far too much time interacting with uh, one in particular. Okay, number 11. Take it from me, speaking of bars, that last shot of Arak at 4 a.m. is usually a bad idea. It's usually a bad idea. I do it anyways. I still need to uh, remember this one. So if you see me out uh, and it's getting into the wee hours and you're like, oh, see me taking that Arak shot, stop me, please. So I can't seem to stop myself. (laughs) Number 12. Listen. Bitches, bitches and hoes and whoever you are, 
Wear fucking sunscreen every single day. Every single day. I don't care what the Israelis are doing. I don't care what your friend who can sit out in the sun for 10 hours and get a golden brown tan does. I don't care. I don't care how much you think you can fuck around with the sun. You can't. You can't. Wear sunscreen. Trust me, I'm 34 years old. I have great skin and it's because I wear sunscreen. And you will thank me if you're listening to this and you're in your early 20s every single day, even if you're not leaving the house. I don't give a fuck. Put it on. Get in the habit of it. Speaking of aging your skin, quit fucking smoking cigarettes. Stop it. I used to smoke. I smoked for a very long time. I got addicted to cigarettes when I was in high school. I'm not proud of that, but it happens. I'll never forget. I used to, I used to smoke cigarettes like I would fake it because I didn't actually know how to smoke them. And I remember um, this friend of mine was like, you didn't actually inhale that. You're just faking it. And I was like, "Ah, yes, I did. And then I inhaled it and I almost vomited and died. And then from that point on, it was like done. I was done. I was, I was hooked. And I didn't quit smoking until I was in my late 20s. I think my last cigarette was like when I was 27. I might have had some drunken ones, 28, 29. That's possible. Um, But I quit smoking and it was the best decision I ever made. If you're smoking, you are literally just you're. You're ruining your youth. You're ruining your body. You're ruining your beautiful skin. And if you're living in Tel Aviv and you're smoking, I get it. I get it. There are beautiful, sexy, picturesque people sucking down cigarettes like it's fucking candy, like it's air. Well, it is for them. Stop smoking. I don't care. I don't care. Stop doing it. Stop. Number 14, speaking of your health, (sighs) use condoms. You guys, come on. For the love of God, he is not fucking worth it. Do you know how rampant chlamydia is in Tel Aviv? Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? Oh, but I'm on the pill. I don't give a fuck. Okay, so you can't get pregnant. You want fucking chlamydia? Because guess what? You're going to get it if you keep fucking around without condoms. Stop. Stop it. But it feels so much better without it. No, please. For him, maybe. Please. Put a fucking condom on the damn penis. Wrap it the... Ugh, wrap it up. When I still hear about people not using condoms, it... Oh, my God. I haven't been on the pill in 12 years. 12 years, Okay. I'm 34, condoms for the win. Go listen to the birth control episode. Number 15. If, if you're listening to this, I, I know my demographics. I can see the analytics of this podcast. I know that like the age range of this podcast, I know it. Listen to me, number 15. You are not old. You are not old. 
Someday, if you're lucky enough to actually reach old age, you're going to realize just how young you were. So stop wasting your youth saying that you're old. Growing older is a privilege. If you're in your 20s and you're saying that you're old, you need to go to therapy. You need to, you need to fucking stop. You sound really, really silly. It, it's, it's stupid. It's, it's stupid. And you know what? Even when you are actually old or older, whatever the fuck that means, because I, I never use that language to talk about myself, still don't call yourself old. Still don't. Stop. You're not old. You're not fucking old. You're 27. And speaking of which, number 16, 30 is not old. Your 30s are going to be amazing. Your 30s are going to be amazing. If you're in them right now, woohoo! I'm really happy for you and I hope that they're going great. Mine are. I think a lot of people, especially women, can relate to the fact that uh, our 30s are are great. And I even feel like, I mean, I'm very loving where I'm at in my age. Being 34 is great. I don't want to fast forward, but I, I know that my 40s are going to be amazing. God willing, if I'll get there, um, like, because nothing's guaranteed. I don't mean like that I'm that sounded kind of morbid. I didn't mean it like that. I've just, who knows what the future holds, you know, whatever. A meteor could hit the earth tomorrow, whatever. I hope I make it to my 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 100,000 million years old. But your 30s are amazing. If you haven't reached them yet, you have so much to look forward to. There's still going to be challenges, but you're going to have so much more confidence and it's going to be great. Number 17. Oh, for the love of God, do not get a dog unless you have the time and money to take care of it. Trust me. Some of you, most of you have probably already heard. Unfortunately, I recently lost my dog, Teddy, after only a year after I adopted him. He had a lot of congenital health issues. And um, no one tells you that when you get a dog, there's this moment where you're looking at them and you're like, holy fucking shit, I'm going to outlive this dog. Like, I'm, I'm going to outlive this dog. Um, it's the most amazing, incredible experience despite that. Um, and I also just adopted a puppy, but I have the time and the resources and the money to, um, to care for a puppy. If you don't have that, do not get one. And for the love of God, don't go to the Ganmeyer, uh, fucking Friday dog adoption fair and pick up a Knani, one of those crazy desert dogs. Uh, a whole other episode i could spend 45 minutes ranting about those fucking dogs but i won't number 18 no this is a good one stop letting that one bad relationship you had in your past close you off to finding love again because that you know what that is that's like drinking poison and hoping that somebody else gets hurt you drinking it yourself and you're hoping somebody else gets hurt you're literally letting somebody who's not in your life anymore Ruin it still. You got to stop. I know I just mentioned that when you adopt a dog, you realize that you're going to outlive them. When you get into relationships, sometimes you're going to have to realize that there's going to be pain involved. Love sometimes is pain. And I don't mean that like you should accept abuse or anything like that, but it, it, it requires sacrifice and heartache and it might not work out. 
And the sooner you accept that and stop giving so much of a fuck about it, the sooner that you're going to have a much more fulfilling dating life. Sneak peek to next week's episode, by the way. But don't let somebody who hurt you or broke your heart in the past prevent you from finding love again. Number 19, follow your bliss. Follow it. Chase after it like it's a dog chasing after a tennis ball. Keep making dog references, but they're so amazing. So they have a lot to teach us about life. Follow your bliss. You know what my bliss is? Being on this microphone right fucking now. I love this moment. Thank you for being here and sharing it with me. Follow your bliss. That little whisper in your heart that's telling you what you love to do. Listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it while it whispers at you. Because if not, it will, sc- it will start to scream at you. And when it starts to scream at you, you'll either get so sick of the stories that you've made up in your mind as to why you can't follow your bliss that you'll, that you'll start to follow it. Or it will manifest in really crazy ways. And your psyche will be heard and it, it will, it will, it will be heard. Follow your bliss. Just do it. Life's too short. I'm, I'm really trying to take this as my own advice too, because whew, follow your bliss. Number 20, you don't actually need closure. You just want an excuse to text him again. Closure is something you give to yourself, baby girl. Stop going back to the place that you got injured in order to heal. Closure is not something that anybody else can give you. You have to give it to yourself. So stop using that as an excuse. Stop it. Why are you shaving every inch of your body to go over to his place and get closure? Yeah, girl, I know what you're up to. You ain't fooling nobody. I just want to get some closure. No, you don't. Closure your legs and move on. (laughs) Stop. 21, if you, oh, this is a good one. If you choose to make Israel your home, your forever home, your heart might always live in two places. And that's sometimes going to be very, very, very difficult. And I don't know if it will ever stop being difficult. After 10 years, I can tell you my heart is a thousand percent grounded here in Israel. This, I know for a fact, this is exactly where I belong. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But my, my family and my dear, dear friends back home are also part of my heart. And it also is a part of it there. And I wish I could tell you guys that it gets easier. Um, but I think it's about accepting that your heart might always live in two places. Number 22. You may never, ever get used to the Sunday to Thursday work week here. It took me 10 years to adjust to that, to the fact that Sunday is a working day. I'm, I'm used to it now. I'm, I'm a thousand percent used to it. And, you know, I, I, I think I got used to it when I started keeping Shabbat because it gave my, my weekends a lot more substance and length. It, it made him feel like they weren't, flying by as fast um so that i think has something to do with it but you might not ever get used to it it's fucking weird number 23 oh i love this one you don't have to stay friends with people with strongly held anti-israel beliefs i'll say that again you don't have to stay friends with people with strongly held anti-israel beliefs If someone doesn't believe 
in your right to exist or protect yourself as an Israeli, they're not actually your friend. Bye. Block them. People write me all the time. What should I do? My friend is anti-Israel. She's sharing this shit online. Block the bitch. She ain't your friend, honey. And now, I'm not saying that you can't be friends with people who are advocating for the rights of Palestinians. They, that's, that's not what I mean by any means. I strongly believe in the rights and the fundamental rights of Palestinians. And I believe that everyone should be advocating for them and that there are so many things that we can be doing and working together as Israelis and Palestinians to bring peace. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm not saying you can't be friends with, with Palestinians or people who are pro-Palestine. Not at all. I don't even like the language of pro-Israel, pro-Palestine. I think it's, I think it's reductive and stupid. But what I am saying is that if someone is sharing shit on their fucking Instagram feed that is blatantly anti-Israel, that is against who you are as a Jew and as a core value, fucking block them. Fuck those bitches. Especially if it's some loser that you like went to college with that you're sort of loosely associated with or that you still follow on Instagram. They probably weren't your friend to begin with and they sure as shit aren't now. Block them. Number 24, you have to have a lot, a lot, a lot of chutzpah if you're going to make it here. Plain and simple. Not even going to elaborate more on that. Number 25, ooh, you don't need to live on anybody else's timeline but your own. Let that sink in. You don't need to live on your parents' timeline. You don't need to live on society's timeline. You don't need to live on some bogus timeline that has to do with your biological clock is ticking. Nope. The only timeline that matters is your own because nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed. So stop living on everybody else's timeline and live on your own. Number 26, ooh, stop ignoring that piece of mail that is from like Bituach Leomi or the Misra de Briut or, or the, any Israeli government office just because you can't read it because it's in Hebrew. Because it probably means you owe money and it's not something you should procrastinate. Please take it from me. I used to, I did this when I was like first, when I first moved here and I was like kind of too embarrassed or like all up in my ego to ask for help. And it turns out like I owed me money and I just kept ignoring it and it kept getting worse. So, so just open that piece of mail, ask your neighbor or a friend or a coworker to help you and don't, don't just put it in a drawer and, and, and ignore it. Number 27, stop asking other people what they think you should do. Stop. You're giving your power away. And most of the time, you already know exactly what you should do. You're just window shopping for what you want to hear. And you need to stop outsourcing your accountability. And you know what you need to do. Number 28, you are way stronger than you think. I promise you. Sometimes we only learn that through extreme challenge or suffering. But you are stronger than you think. 
Number 29, sometimes when you make huge changes in your life, like making Aliyah, for example, some of the stuff that you knew about your life previously, some of that stuff is going to have to go. You're going to have to make room for stuff that fits better in your in your new life, in your new life season. I use the example of cleaning out your closet. Every time you clean out old clothes, you make room for new ones. And when seasons in your life change, you have to dress appropriately and accordingly. Basically, you wouldn't wear a bikini in the middle of a winter storm. So stop trying to wear that metaphorical bikini in your new life. If you've made changes, some of the stuff of your previous life is going to have to go. Every time you make a decision, even good ones, you're saying no to something else. You say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. So if you're saying yes to the summer of your life, then put away the parka, pack it up in the closet. Some of that stuff is going to have to go and find find things that fit better in your new life. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Number 30. Oh, take it from me, y'all. I see this happen. I'm 34 years old. I'm order, I'm older than some of y'all. And I have enough experience to tell you um, I've seen this happen enough to know that relationships, marriage, and having kids should never, ever be used as an, ex- and as, as an escape for a meaningless life. And you're going you're gonna to come across a lot of people, and I hope you're not one of them, who will use these things, relationships, marriage, and kids, as an escape for a meaningless life. They will. Because they have not done any of the things that they need to do to give their life meaning. And so they follow everybody else's timeline, which we just talked about. And they think, okay, well, if I get married, that'll give my life meaning. If I have a kid, that'll give my life meaning. I was talking to someone the other day and uh, we were talking about children. It was, it was, it was like a, an acquaintance, not somebody that I'm closely related to. Um, I was like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm 34. I don't really know if I want to have kids. And she's like, well, I mean, like I definitely do because like what else is there to do when you get to that age? And I realized that I was talking to someone that I don't relate to on a core human like value level. And I'm not saying that they're a bad person by any means, but I just can't relate to that mindset. And then therefore that person is not somebody that I am going to need to interact with much anymore. I just can't, I can't get behind that. I can't endorse that kind of attitude. Number 31, your life, speaking of, it can, it can and it is meaningful without any of those things, without relationships, without marriage, and without having kids. And don't you fucking dare let anybody tell you otherwise. You do not need to be in a relationship. You do not need to be married. And you do not need to have children in order for your life to have meaning. Because guess what? You came into this world without any of those things. And you had meaning. You did. And... If you're in a position right now where you're not in a relationship and you don't have children or or, or any of those things, 
Your life has fucking meaning. You may still have those things and your life will still have meaning then. But those things do not inherently in and of themselves give your life meaning. It, it can be fulfilling without them. Trust me. I've said this before on the podcast, but I, uh, I used to think like when I was, when I was in my twenties, if I wasn't married and with a child at this age that I'm at now that I, I, I thought, I, what's the point? I used to think that way. I used to think that way. And I can tell you right now that if you feel that way, you might not always feel that way. And I, and I hope that you work through that. Um, because none of that shit is true. I have an incredibly meaningful, fulfilling life and I'm single as a Pringle and I don't have any kids. I do have a puppy. He's fucking incredible. Number 32, no is a complete sentence. That's it. Number 33, when it comes to living in Israel, especially if you're new here or if you're thinking of making Aliyah, there are some things that you got to accept and this one's hard. Your standard of living as you know it right now will not be the same. However, your quality of life will drastically increase in most cases, in most cases. What do I mean by that? You are going to move to Tel Aviv, let's say, for example, the apartments here don't come with washer dryer. They're a pain in the ass. There aren't elevators in every building. You have to deal with fucking shitty landlords and buildings that are crumbling around. I'm using apartments as an example, but all this kind of shit. And, and maybe when it rains, you got a big old leak in your ceiling, all this shit. Sometimes I don't, I don't have these things anymore. Thank God. Cause I'm 34 years old and I have a nice apartment now, but, but at first this stuff can be really jarring to a lot of people especially if you come from a very comfortable, privileged place in life. Um, some of the things and the luxuries that you're used to about that life will not ever exist here. Like Target and Trader Joe's <laughs> and nice landlords and customer service. However, I can tell you in my experience, as challenging as those things are to deal with, the quality of life here is fucking incredible. Did you know, by the way, that there was a, every year they release a list of the top 50 happiest countries and Israel was number nine. It was in the top 10 happiest countries and it ends up there a lot. And it's a beautiful thing to think about. You know, we don't have all the luxuries of, of other cities and maybe we're not as stunningly, fancy and bougie as other places in the world and maybe we're not you know the the most I don't fucking know we all know what it's like if you've been to Israel you know like it's you you're roughing it a lot of the time not not in like a a bad way necessarily but there's, there's you're like whoo okay I'm not in Kansas anymore um but the quality of life here is is incredible people are fucking happy people are happy Despite all the fucking crazy shit that we deal with in this damn place. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And finally, number 34. 
If you have to choose between letting someone down and protecting yourself, let someone down. Let them down. Let somebody down. And if you're a woman who's listening to this, we're always often taught that, always often, uh, we're often taught that we have to be people pleasers and that we have to be cheerful and joyful and don't let anybody down. Da, 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 da. Fuck that shit. Protect yourself. You're going to let people down in this life. It is inevitable. Don't make it a personality trait like, oh, fuck you. But just know that it's, it's going to happen. You're going to let people down. They'll be disappointed in you. And if they're meant to be in your life and if they're quality people, they'll understand. And if they're not, like I said before, if it's fragile, let it break. But if you have to choose between letting someone down and protecting yourself, let them the fuck down. Congratulations. You guys just made it through 34 pieces of life advice from Marge herself. I hope that you found this episode helpful. And I, I had a really good time recording this and I promised to take my own advice. And as with a lot of the things that I say here on the mic on Kiss and Tel Aviv, I do a, a lot of these episodes <laughs> for myself. Not, no, I do it for you guys, but it's also a great reminder for myself to, to take my own advice. Uh, and thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. I really fucking do. I love when you message me and you, you share your thoughts and your feedback on the podcast episodes. So thank you so much to all of you who do that. And if you have any piece of advice from this episode that you want me to elaborate on, some of this stuff I could do a full episode on. So if you found one of these helpful, let me know. Send me a message over on Instagram. My at is Margo Explains It All. I have so much fun recording these episodes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Kiss and Tel Aviv family. And I will see you guys in the next episode, you little hookers, whores, prostitutes, and sluts. Bye for now. Mwah.